Well, hello. We are back for part three of our team's daily grind, talking about oh, health, hope, and freedom, and building that resiliency. And the last two parts, we talked about physical health, we talked about emotional health, and today we are on part three. It's probably my favorite, and it's about spiritual health. So, you know, a lot of people talk about faith over fear, and you can't have both. You can't be fearful and have faith. Like, it, they don't go together. You have to choose one or the other. So, fear will consistently overtake faith if faith is not cultivated. So, do not speak or live in fear. Be conscious of that. It's really great to be informed about, like, the news, but do not be consumed with it. Connect with people who encourage you. Only try to speak calming and peaceful words. Spend your time in prayer. And try not to get caught up in frauds. Religion is man's best attempt to reach God and we may all define that very differently but we all know that there is God there's a higher being and for me my faith is so very important but if you're listening to this podcast I'm pretty sure that faith is at the top of your list but what prevents us from being truly free to experience a true relationship with God is frauds. And I'm going to give you an acronym for frauds. So if you want to write that out, take some notes and you write out the word frauds. F-R-A-U-D-S. The F is for fear. The R is resentment. The A is anger. The U is unforgiveness. The D is disappointment, and the S is shame. So fraudulent thinking leads a person to believe lies. No person can ever experience perfect health or freedom, but those who buy into lies often have roots of fraudulent behavior in their heart, and they don't even know how infected they actually are. They can't even recognize it. So frauds pull people away from the truth. And to dig deeper into frauds, we can explain it really by focusing on fear. Fear is what keeps you out of trouble. Like before you pull out from a traffic light, you look left or right based on a healthy fear of harm, right? Like. But fear can keep you in trouble. It can actually paralyze you. So we all understand the feeling of fear, but we do not often understand its roots or how to escape from it, how to be free from fear. Fear is definitely driven in the media today. There's fear of terrorism. There's fear of an economic crash the fear of just bad news, the fear of illness. Oh gosh, many of my clients, my friends, my 
team actually has a fear of being overweight. So if that is a fear, and I will say that I did experience that fear at one time in my life. I know that I have complete control over that now, but when I was younger, that intense fear of being overweight drove my emotional engine, you know? If you know that there's something that you need to do, you know there's gonna be fear. You have to do it even if you're afraid. Growth happens when you step outside of your comfort zone. You cannot grow by standing still. So if fear stops you in whatever it is you're trying to do, fear wins. Fear is a normal part of living. Experiencing fear means that you're human. And the good news is, if you feel fear about your journey to wellness, welcome to the club because we have all been there. (laughs) To acknowledge fear is one thing, but to give it power is a completely different thing. Just acknowledge that fear is normal and temporary, and if you take steps forward, you can actually control your fear. If you don't get it under control, it will control you. So the other thing that we want to talk about with frauds being explained, we talked about fear. The second thing is resentment, right? Have you ever had the experience of seeing someone you know and wanting to walk the other way? Like, that's kind of resentment. (laughs) When you hear the name of someone who hurt you and want to cause them pain, they caused you, like caused them the same pain that they caused you, that's resentment. When you read about someone's success in the newspaper and you feel bad about your failure to accomplish your own goals, that's resentment. We can carry resentment and not even know that it's there. It gets really deep-rooted and it just festers, almost like a pimple. (laughs) Internal resentment of misunderstanding can lead to intense anger. Resentment's like an infection and it won't heal. And eventually the wound of resentment can turn into anger. So that resentment breeds to the next toxic emotion that affects behavior, and that one is anger. Like, it's okay to have the emotional, the emotion of anger. Some people define anger as the feeling that something is wrong or it needs to be made right. Anger is real and should not be dismissed or repressed. Think of the good that has come from people acting out of righteous anger, defending the defenseless, bringing justice and standing against evil. You can be angry at another person and that's totally normal, but don't let the anger become chronic. Anger will drive our blood pressure up, 
we can drive up our cortisol and our stress hormones will increase chronically. The cortisol drives your blood sugar and when your blood sugar goes up, it drives insulin. And when insulin is up in a chronic way, there are two responses. You begin to store fat and you become inflamed. So anger, we have to recognize that it is a powerful emotion. And if it's left unchecked, it will lend to a path of destruction. Destruction of ourselves and of others. So chronic anger is a disease and a precursor to disease. For some people, a shield of fat becomes their, their, their coat of armor, an attempt to form a, protect, a protective shield from emotional unwellness or the inability to face the root of our pain. And sometimes we have to go back to our childhood years, our teenage years, or to the first time we were hurt, like deeply hurt. Like who hurt you the worst? Many times you can discover that the root of a problem is from childhood or even our very first best friend or our very first true love. That leads us into unforgiveness. Why not begin with you? Are you willing to forgive yourself? You cannot give what you do not have, right? We've talked about this before with the teacup, right? You've got to fill your own cup before you can pour into someone else's cup. None of us are perfect, but you should try to put forth perfect effort, meaning that when you fall down, there's three choices, right? You can lie there while everyone else moves on and, and let resentment turn to anger. Number two, you can cry and cry and stay in the sadness and wallow in the pain. But know that there's a third option. And that third option is that you can dust yourself off and say, well, I fell down. It happens sometimes when you move. It can easily happen when you change directions. We are human. So you should choose to forgive yourself and just get back up. We have all made mistakes, but not everyone forgives themselves. So have you put a limit on the number of times that you forgive others? Maybe that's because you put a limit on forgiving yourself. Like sometimes it's much more difficult to forgive yourself than it is to forgive someone else. That is why we start with the question, will you forgive yourself? Are you willing to say the words out loud? I forgive myself. Even a whisper is a beginning, like you can say it under your breath, but you may also choose to say, God, please forgive me and help me forgive those who hurt me. Congratulations. You're beginning. You're moving through the layers of fraud. Now the, the next layer that we are gonna talk about is the D, disappointment. The long-term effects of fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, 
they're like an outlook of just continual disappointment. I know that sounds pretty terrible, but billions of people experience this state of mind. Unforgiveness leads into disappointment. Disappointment leads to despair. We can watch someone come into an office or into a place and you can see the despair by the way they carry themselves. Their shoulders are slumped over, their eyes, they're disengaged. We know that a lot of physicians would wanna just prescribe some kind of antidepressant pill for someone in this state, but we know that these types of medications will only lead to weight gain and the delay of the person from addressing the deeper issues holding them back. It's almost like putting a Band-Aid on there or even just numbing it, like some people do through alcohol and emotional, emotional pain, they just numb it. These medications lead to a sense of just being numb and shielding from the emotional pain. And yes, it's difficult, but they don't provide active tools to deal with the roots of the problem. That's the hard part. But there is a tool that you can use and it's healing words. We all know that words can heal or kill. Biggest weapon we have in our body is our tongue. Like replacing your toxic vocabulary with instantly, like it would start an internal healing process if you can just switch things around. An example would be replacing words like, I'm a victim of my father's alcoholism, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm a product of my father's destructive past, or whatever that may sound like to you. You know, words create reality. King Solomon said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's Proverbs, Proverbs 18.21. If we ask like you to think of a big steak and potato, you'd picture it in your mind because words create. The pictures we create with our words stick with us and they can actually shape our future. You know, some people's way of thinking would be like, if I said, hey, the sun's out today, and then someone else might answer, yeah, but it's a little cold. Or if I said, hey, that's a beautiful color on you, and that person says, yeah, but I didn't get my hair done today. Does that sound familiar? Like in a 10 minute conversation, maybe even five minute conversation, you can learn a lot about someone and their level of disappointment. Conversations also reveal our deepest disappointments with ourselves. Now the last part of the frauds acronym that we're gonna talk about is shame, the S. Disappointment and despair lead to shame. All the areas we highlighted before ultimately relate to how we respond to the ups and downs of our lives. Sometimes we're ashamed of our actions and even ashamed of life's twists and turns. And sometimes that's all we ever see in the mirror. Instead of seeing a person who is overcoming, we see a person who is overcome. You know, humor is one way that people hide shame. 
People who hide shame often over talk and make fun of themselves. They're always hiding, which is easy to do, especially on social media, right? The problem with social media is it, it's a breeding ground for comparison and shame. If someone is living in chronic shame, of course you know they're disappointed, they're angry at someone, and they have not forgiven themselves. Altogether, just frauds about who they truly are. So how do we break free from frauds? You know, all the good in the world, all the things may not make you healthy. And if you're actually emotionally sick or intoxicating yourself with frauds, it is not only about like what you eat, but what's eating us. It's not about what you fuel your body with, but what is fueling us. So now is a great time to be free from frauds and spiritually sound. It is so normal to have fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, disappointment, and shame. But it doesn't have to be your normal. It doesn't. It's a choice. And you've got to be very careful about the words that you speak and also the things that you allow in your mind. Just be aware of all the toxicity around us. So I think that's pretty deep into spiritual health. Open up the Bible, you guys. Read. Just have your time in prayer and thank him for all the things that you're grateful for. Speak those affirmations out loud. Fear does not have to be what you live in. Okay? We're going we're gonna to choose faith over fear. And you're going to cultivate that just through practice. And, you know, just like working out every day, it's working out your spiritual health. So I hope you found this helpful. It's one of my favorite topics. It can get really, really, really deep. I tried to go just on the surface there. We're right under 19 minutes now. And we will continue with our last part of the part four series at the four part series. Um, and that will be on intellectual health. And I will talk to you next time. See you later. Bye.